the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Thank you, Craig. 407 on the Central Coast. It is Thursday, February 29th, 2024. It is a leap year. Uh, my next guest just celebrated a birthday. If he had a birthday today, it'd be a leap year birthday. Here he is, the one, the only, Mr. Steve Weiss. Hello, Mr. Congleton. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. I'm a little, little uh, tummy issue today, but... Uh, now, now that you're older? Yeah. Now that you're wiser? Oh, I mean, as wise I can be. Wiser, Weiss, Weiss. Weiss. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Was it a good birthday? I know you didn't celebrate it. Um, yeah, it was. It was. It was fantastic. It was just you know, just another day though. If you really think about it, right? It's your birthday. I know, but come on. All right. Do you know anybody who has a leap year birthday? I do not. But today is my son's actual. Half birthday. He's he only gets to celebrate being like the half every four years. Mm. He was born on August 29th. So here we go. Um, a leap year is a year with 366 days instead of the usual 365. Leap years are necessary because the actual length of a year is nearly 365 and a quarter days, not 365 days as commonly stated. Leap years occur every four years. And years that are evenly divisible by, by four, 2020, for example, have 366 days. The extra day, of course, is February 29th, which is today. Um, I'm going to skip that paragraph. Julius Caesar was behind the origin of leap year in 45 BC, although I've been doing some research on this, Steve, and actually this goes all the way back to the Egyptians. Uh, but it sounds like uh, Julius Caesar decided to simplify things and added days to different months of the year to create the 365-day calendar. So we're going to give Julius Caesar the credit for this. Hail Caesar. Hail Caesar, but it goes, it goes all the way back. That's kind of cool. This only happens every four years. You know, Dave, I, and it ends always on the presidential Year. That's right, because every four years. Yes. But this got me thinking that this is a leap year, and today is the leap day. We should talk about leaping, about taking a leap. I think we can make this work. Yeah. And if we don't? We're sorry, we can't go anywhere. We can't. No, I'm stuck here until, you know. So I asked Craig, I've got one. I'm hoping that you have one, too. I do. Have you ever had to take a leap? I did. All right. Almost 40 years ago. Tell the story. The leap. Well, it was very simple. I, I, no, it was not simple. Tell the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, every time, like when I was younger, up until this, this point of my life, when I, w when I would work, it would always be for a salary. I counted on a monthly salary. And when someone told me to take a leap of faith into the real estate field, 
I thought, oh boy, that's going to be very challenging for me because, you know, I, am I really an entrepreneur? Because that's what it basically is. You're running your own business. And I took a leap of faith. And I think it worked out. So how did you do it? Uh, how did I, you go from A to B? Well, first of all, I had to study for my, my, uh, my license, which I was very, um, very good at. You know, I put my nose to the grindstone, uh, passed, passed the, uh, the test the first time. Uh, and then I went to a um, kind of like a motivational type of class in Arizona uh, with a group of friends and ended up working for one of them who took me under his wing and um, showed me the ropes. And then there were other people in that brokerage that also you know, took the time to, you know, just, they, they saw something in me and they, they took the time to, uh, to sh again, show me the ropes. And, um, and I listened, boy, did I listen, you know, they, you know, my, my broker said, this is what you need to do every weekend, every weekend, open houses, you meet people. You, and, and sure enough. And how, do, how long, how long did it take you from the decision to realizing that this was going to work? Well, my first year, I sold 16 houses. Wow. And, but average price was 90000 Still. But what's funny is that we're doing this show is that yesterday, Dave, a home came on the market in Los Osos. And it was the first home I ever received the phone call on. And it, and it came on the market yesterday. And I showed that house almost 40 years ago uh, someone in my office who who helped train me uh had had the listing i met this this couple and i never sold the couple anything but we became fast and furious friends yeah and i ended up selling the whole family the the daughters and even a grandchild their homes and i i must have had i don't know uh 10 maybe at least 10 transactions with them but never from 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 the the originating call. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. When you made the decision to take the leap, were you married? Uh, no. Okay. No, we so, were living, obviously we were living here, but, but we were not married. I started in 86. We got married in 87. So could you have taken that leap if you were married? And um, I'm sure. I'm sure okay. I could have. Yeah, I'm sure I could have. It, it, I don't know. That's a good question, Dave. Yeah. Um. I, you know, we can't go back. I, I, I don't know, but I think I, I think I still would have. When I first moved here, I was working in Santa Maria for a, co a company called Metro Media, and I was miserable. I, I, I found every excuse possible to go back down to Southern California, whether it was seeing my parents, my brother, my cousins, whatever it might be. We had a, we had a rental down there that uh, uh, I'd go collect the rent if they were late. Um, any, any. Ex to get a haircut down there? <laughs> I would. I would go down there to get a haircut. Um, uh, so it took at least a year to get acclimated to being here. And then when I started getting into the business and meeting people, uh, it kind of lived happily ever after. Steve Weiss back on Hometown Radio. It's a leap year and it's the leap day. So we're talking about taking the leap. 
Steve has shared his story. When we come back, I'll share one. Craig has one, too. I bet you do as well. Let's find out. You're listening to The Dave Congleton Show. It's leap day and a leap year, so we are leaping. Steve Weiss is my guest, sharing his story about the leap. Is that the biggest one you took, you think, when you look back on your professional? Uh, my that professional, was yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I think so, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was huge. And um, still still at it. Well, so you made the right decision. Oh, ab- oh without a doubt. I, I guess another thing, if, if, I, if I may, sure, was you're the guest. something my, <laughs> my, my, my brother... Uh, always insisted that I that I do is open up my own brokerage, and I I was so dead set against it, and I pushed and I pushed and I pushed against them, and then I finally did, and then it was like, why didn't I do this a long time ago? Which was so, more challenging, the first one or the second one? The second one, the second one, because now it all falls on my shoulders, and um. And there's, you know, a lot of responsibility, you know, the overhead, um, just keeping things going, making sure. And, and when you and the more people you get, the more and, you, you know, you don't have your eyes on them all the time. But, you know, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, this it's just a lot of responsibility. But I, I, I own it. You know, I'm not sure how to ask this, but what I'm trying to get at is how do you know when you have to take a leap like that? What is it that's driving you? The sense that life can has to be better. Or? No, I think it's that that spirit. You have to have a spirit that, you know, whether it's uh, you know, I, I mean, it's just a, just something tells you that it, it's going to be okay. You know, yeah, and just take that chance. What's the worst thing that happens? You know, I like that criteria. Yeah. Uh, Long time listeners know my story. I'll give a condensed version. I spent the first part of my adult life as a college professor in various institutions of higher learning around the country. Um, I was quasi-successful, if you judge it by teaching awards, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I was never happy, and I was 34 years old. I was living in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and just heading nowhere fast. And I went into therapy, and my therapist said, what do you want to do? I said, I'm not sure, but I want to live in California, and I want to do something creative. So... I made the decision to come to California, even though the only person I knew the entire state was my brother and his family. And then I had a few professional associations, but nobody that I would call friends. So I literally came out here not knowing anyone. And the difference for me is that, well, sometime in, I'd made the decision in November, that March, Cal Poly had a job. And I saw the job posting. I'd never heard of Cal Poly. I'd never heard of San Luis Obispo, but it was a one-year appointment. And I thought, hey, I could go there for a year and go off. So I came out here in August of 87. And the affirmation for me was that next March when I won the Bob Zaney stand-up comedy contest. And I beat out 15 other people. I'm the funniest person in San Luis Obispo County. And it's the only year they ever had it. So I'm it. So I say that not to boast, but that night was the affirmation that... I didn't know anybody, but I wasn't happy where I was or what I was doing. I needed to come west and rebuild myself to take that leap 
And I always compare it to it's midnight, it's pitch black, you're at the end of a pier, you have to jump in the water. You have no idea what's there. You just got to jump, and you got to have faith that you're going to be okay. And now, 35 years later, look at me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I took that leap of faith. You were the funniest guy? Yeah. You know why they never have that again? Because nobody could come close. Well, you set the bar way too high, I buddy. did. Uh-huh. Way too high. But then I came back. Part of my prize was to um, host professional comedians. I bombed. <laughs> bombed. It was a great lesson. You know, another leap of faith was moving up here. You know, I, we, we, we had two sets of friends, or one set of, um, of friends, and that was it. And, and you're like... What? I'm not going to take the shot. <laughs> I'm going to go to our friend Craig Hill. Craig, you've ever taken a leap? I don't know. That is something that I've been thinking about for a while. Have I taken a leap? You and, went to L.A.? Yeah, but I don't, I don't see them as leaps as much as you, just progressions. You open up your own business? Yeah. Well, before that, I, I moved to Hollywood, and uh, like you, I did stand-up comedy a little bit. Uh, music school, worked as a musician, uh, but I don't know. It, it didn't seem like much of a leap. It just seemed like something that I was driven to do. Like you, like you said, you have to jump. Well, I think the real leap of faith is you don't have to. That's when you make a leap of faith because you're safe. But if you're forced to do something, yeah. it's not. It's not really a leap. It's more of necessity. And yeah, you're, yeah, you're I've right. Always, I've always you're felt right. like every change I've made has been out of necessity. Uh, I would say the closest thing to a leap of faith would be. Uh, when I I quit the Tribune because it was a steady job, I was making good money. Uh, I prior to that I had been in a car accident and I had hurt my shoulder. I, I needed surgery, and part of that was I had to stop doing my job because my job involved using my shoulder. And I'm the kind of the guy that I'll just I'll just put up with it for the next fifty years. I don't care. But I thought to myself, this business really doesn't care about me. I hate my job. I mean, I it just I was banging my head against the wall. I, I just didn't like my job, but it paid well. Was that full time? Yeah, full time, full bennies. I made practically what I'm making now. I was doing really good there, and and this is back in like 1998, 99, and uh, but I decided, you know what, I should just leave this because I can do a job I hate anywhere. So, uh, and there's something else else out there for me. And I knew ever since I was a kid, I knew I wanted to work in entertainment in some capacity and the tribune was not entertainment even you know the media kind of you know but isn't this a leap of faith steve i mean he has he has yeah. a job he has a good job yeah, and you a, quit your job yeah it's taking a leap is that a leap yeah uh, that, that wasn't out of necessity so, craig it's a leap it, i think it was out of mental necessity <laughs> that i i made that leap but uh, eventually i i think the biggest financial risk i ever took was uh buying a business that was down in orange county and uh you know i that's a leap too. I did my due diligence and uh, invested my money and lost one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Well, one hundred and forty thousand. I was doing the math. One hundred and forty thousand dollars, and that really sucked. So now I don't leap. So an interesting question from Craig, though, is a leap of faith the same thing as taking a risk? Are we talking about the risk taking? Is that another way of looking at it? I guess it could be. I guess it's all. It's all it's kind of subjective, don't you think? So when you look back on it, Craig, did, did you do the right thing in giving up the job at the Tribune? Obviously, they don't have the printing press anymore. Yeah, and the thing is, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, I wouldn't have that job anyway today. But the biggest thing with that was 
I just knew I didn't want to be in that business. And because of that, the very next thing I did was I got a call. A buddy of mine was like, hey, they're looking for people to work in radio. And because I was on disability for my shoulder before my surgery, the the ad was, it doesn't pay anything. And I'm like, that's perfect. <laughs> but like literally it didn't pay anything. That was the ad. And it turned out it was a trick. They just wanted to get the right people to apply. They wanted people who wanted a, had a passion for the job, sure. not just looking for a job. Right. And so when I applied, I'm like, no, I already got, you know, mm-hmm. I was on disability for a little while. I don't, I can't, I legally can't make money. And so that's what, uh, how I got into radio. And now, you know, everything's been changed ever since. So let me ask you, Steve, if you hadn't taken the leap, what do you think would have happened to you? Hmm. Probably got, probably went back to my, to, to my comfort zone would be something in banking because I, that's what I was, you know, uh, my young adult life started in, you know, banking. And um, when I moved up here, that was my, that's what I was trying to get into. As a matter of fact, um, uh, what was the bank that there was another Steve Weiss that was the president of, of, really? of, yeah, of a, of a bank here. And when I called and said, my name is Steve Weiss, I'm seeking a position. And she laughed at me. Oh, Steve, you're from, you know, what do you, why are you laughing? Well, isn't this Steve Weiss the president of the bank? Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Did, so, so, so but, did you get a job? No, I, 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 so when I left Los Angeles, looked for that, for that banking job, I then went to Metro Media and uh, was selling, um, radios and pagers at the time in the in the it was the late it was the yeah, late eighties. So or actually it was it was eighty it was mid eighties, it was eighty five. Say with me, I don't want to be overly dramatic, but I think there's a very good chance that if I had stayed in teaching I would be dead by now because <laughs> I, seriously, because I would have just drank myself silly. I, I was I was drinking in the morning. That's how bad I was. Right? I just because I was so miserable. Now I, I'm well, you hang out with me sometimes. I, yeah. How, how often do you see me drink? When, and then I drink in the morning after I see you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, coming, I, coming yeah. to California saved my life. No, I, I rarely, I mean, we'll have a glass, you'll have a glass of wine. Yeah. Yeah. But if I hadn't taken that leap, there's a really good chance that I would not be alive today. So I encourage people to be open to change. But we cannot change. We are off to California Headline News and ABC Radio News. Craig updates us with time-saver traffic and weather together. We'll welcome your phone calls, read your text messages. It's leap day of leap year, so we're talking about taking the big leap. This is Hometown Radio. Steve Weiss is with us on Hometown Radio. Always good to have Steve in the house. We're talking about the leaping. It's a leap day of leap year. Have you ever taken a leap, taken a risk, made a change in your life? We go to Barry in San Luis on KVEC. Hey, Barry. Hi, Dave. Hi, Steve. Hey, Barry. Hi, Barry. Uh, 
Yeah, good to hear uh, your stories of, of taking a leap, and I'll share a little bit of, my, of mine. Sure. Uh, and it's way back uh, when I graduated from college. I was uh, also a, a new Christian at the time, and so I went to a uh, missionary conference, and one of the speakers uh, said, um, used the imagery of get, going out on a limb and you know, getting out of your comfort zone and, and get out on a limb and trust God. And so I took that to heart and signed up to go overseas uh, to Africa. And that was an experience that uh, really changed my life. I mean, I um, met my wife on the way there with the organization that I worked with. Um, you know, Janine. Right. And, uh, and uh, you know, we got married three, three years later, and then we went to Africa together. And uh, we ended up spending 20 years in Africa. Wow. Uh, half a dozen different countries. And, uh, yeah, that was that was a leap that uh, really worked out for me. Well, Barry, I love this story. Back up. What was it about what this man was saying that appealed to you so much? Well, gee, it's it's hard to say. You know, um, you know was it, uh, you know, the Spirit speaking to me? Uh, there was also other speakers, like Billy Graham was the keynote speaker, and he was very convincing. And he, he uh, you know, instead of giving one of these altar calls, he said, who's going to stand up and decide to go overseas for the Lord? And, and uh, you know, I felt called to stand up. So there was a lot of things going on at that conference. When you look back on it, do you, do you think, oh, dear, what was I thinking? Or, boy, well, obviously, it must have been... I'm so glad I did this. Oh, I'm so glad I did it, and I, and I do feel that there is something to that uh, spiritual uh, uh, movement that calls people to do great things, and I think uh, I listened to that that calling. Steve, how do you react to the story? I think I I think it's fantastic. I mean, you just think about I mean, twenty years in Africa. Yeah. Well, we were talking yeah. earlier about taking a risk, but, yeah, that, but Barry's putting another perspective here. That is answering a call. You're going to take a leap. Uh, I've I've been called to do something, whether it's religious or not. Right. And I, it's a leap of faith. I'm going to give this a try, but I feel like I'm being called to do this. Yeah, and and he he answered the call. Yeah. 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 And today yeah, he's called. It was a, it was a literal leap of faith. Yeah. And you recommend this for others, Barry? Oh, yeah. Yeah, go out on a limb, and, and uh, you'll be amazed. As long as people, as, what's the old line? You go out on a limb, just make sure no one is sawing it off behind you. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah. Barry, thanks for the call. Thanks for the story. I have a question. Go ahead. At, at what stage of your life do you quit taking that leap? That's an excellent question. Do you have to... Does there have to be an age? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm. I was just thinking. Just well, you know, I mean, here, here's here's an example. I've also shared this with people before. Is after I retire, and I stress after I retire, I've had a desire to go live in another country, just for the experience, six months, a year, whatever. But that would be a major leap. I don't know if I can do it because I'm too comfortable here. I'm so rooted in this town. I don't know if I could just pack up and right. go somewhere. Right. And I, I feel the same way. I, 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 I am so rooted here that, um, I mean, even when my 
children start having children, it'll be, I mean, I, I don't know if I can move to another area. I will always have a home here. I just, I just, you know, I can't, I couldn't, I don't see myself moving from here. I just don't. We're taking uh, your phone calls, 805-543-8830. Also happy to read your text messages on the Stolberg line. This is a leap year and today's the leap day. So Steve and Craig and I are talking about just those times in our life where we had to take a leap, either changing a job or changing where we lived, making some kind of major decision. And we just decided to leap from one to the next. And we're curious about whether or not you have a story to share. 805-543-8830 or 800-549-5832. On the Stolberg line, hmm, I was a terrible alcoholic for 24 years, and it took a huge leap to get sober. With the help of people, I got sober and have been sober for 30 years now. It saved my life. Well, congratulations. Is is that, going back to Craig, is that a leap or is that a a necessity? I, I, I... Craig, is that a leap? Uh, I, to me, that doesn't seem like a leap leap because it's obviously going into it for the better and there's no downside to yeah not drinking. It, it's like, is winning the lottery a leap uh, for you? No, it's nothing but upside. Well, really. but this person had to change. I think I know who this person is. This person had to change their life. I don't know. But a leap is leaving something good. For the hope of something better. Or something that you're comfortable with, something that you're used to, yeah. something that you, yeah. Just Whereas something yeah. bad, you know, it's it's not really a leave. It's, if it's already bad for you, then yeah. there's no, there's there's no, no ri- risk. There's exactly. no risk, right, yeah. 805-543-8830. But I congratulate them nonetheless. Absolutely. We don't take anything away from it. Um, question, what about people planning to take a leap of faith in the future? Okay, but what's the question? What about people planning? Okay, but what about it? I, don't, I can't answer that. No, it's too broad. It's, it's no. I, I guess I'd reframe the question is when you take a leap of faith, is there planning involved? So like in my case, when I saw the job at Cal Poly, I pounced on it because I realized well, here's a here's a place I can just go make that my base camp. I'll have a place to go to. Yeah, I don't think a leap of faith is I mean, I think it's more of a quick decision. Like one day you're doing this and the next day I'm going to take a leap into something else. Is that how you see it, Craig? Yeah, and I'm just wondering uh, I wonder what my next leap will be. I think it starts with the letter T. Uh, I don't know what that is. T-E-X? Oh. oh. No, no, no. Okay. More like T-E-N. Yeah. Oh. That would have been my second choice. No, I, I'm just wondering, like, career-wise, you know, and nothing lasts forever. And so what hey, is going to hey, be that hey, next hey. moment? Hey, hey, hey. What do you mean, nothing lasts forever? Oh, do you want to do this forever? Yes. Next 50 years? Well, if I had 50 years, yeah. yeah. He's, I'm just saying that you know things been, change. He's That's been really at it. constant. Does he? Does he's he know at, something I don't know? I don't. He's been at it forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who's the one with gray hair? You. <laughs> you. Both of you. On the uh, Stolberg line, what country would you move to, Dave? Uh, I, 
I don't know. Scotland. I would love to go back to Scotland. I would love to go and have that experience. But after talking to Lisa last hour, Thailand seems pretty interesting. I just, it's not so much where, it's just that I would like to have the experience of being part of another country for six months or a year. Then I come back. If I can come back, I don't know. Yeah, my wife and I have thought about that. We've we've uh, been shopping online, you know, a little imagination window shopping and seeing how affordable other places in Europe are. You know, what if we could just go somewhere for a year, you know, and that's definitely been a a leap that both of us would be willing to make when the time is right, when the kids are out of the house and uh, you just rent out the house here and go to Sweden for a year or something. That's a leap. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I, trying to picture Craig in Sweden. Well, I'm going to introduce them to our advanced American barbecue technology <laughs> and open up a tri-tip joint over there. <laughs> All right. Steve Weiss is here. We're taking leap of faith. And we have faith that people will call in on this final segment. We'll find out. If not, we'll just keep going. This is Hometown Radio. All right, let's take another call for Steve Weiss. We've got Ron and Aurora Grande on KVEC. Hey, Ron. Hello, Dave. How are you? We're good, thanks. Uh, uh, my and my wife's leap of faith was in uh, August of 1991, when we moved up here uh, to to Arroyo Grande from the Seal Beach area. And it was uh, a leap of faith because I had the business degree and there really wasn't much up here for a business degree unless you uh, could work out at the prison or, or uh, PG&E. And, but my wife had a nursing degree. So we thought, let's try it for one year we leased a house for a one year to see if we could make it up here. When I was down in L.A. with a business degree, I was making decent money. Up here, no, never made decent money uh, until uh, I was here probably for about, uh, oh, I don't know, 15, 18 years. And after the first year, we realized we can make it, even though I was not making that much money. And uh, eventually, a year later, we bought the house that we were leasing, and we've uh, been here ever since. And it was it was definitely for faith. I was exposed to this area when I got drafted in 1966 hmm. and sent to Fort Ord. And so I would drive back and forth, and I would stop on Sunday, uh, going back, I'd stop either at Royal Grande or San Luis Obispo to fill up gas and get something to eat. Had had uh, fellow riders along with me that paid for the gas. And uh, I said to myself, one year, one time in my life, I want to move up to this area. Huh. Uh, my wife, Tina, was exposed to the area, but, uh, you know, she never had that, I want to live there. And, uh, boy, I'm telling you what, we made the leap of faith, and it was the best decision we ever made in our life. What do you think about that, Steve? Well, no, that, that, it sounds uh, very similar to, you know, to my story. I mean, just making the leap of faith up here, you know, to move up here from Southern California. I mean, I had a, a, a you know, pretty good job and doing well, but... I visited this area a couple times and just fell in love with it. Ron, what about the timing? Why were you considering this in 91? Well, the timing was is that I had gotten a divorce in 1976, two children, young children, and uh, married uh, Tina, my wife, uh, eight years later. Uh, 
And the kids grew up in the San Fernando Valley with their mother. There was joint custody. And uh, the boy went to UCLA, graduated, went to UCLA. And the daughter was thinking to either going to Cal State Northridge, which was not far from where she lived, or Long Beach State. And being that we are down in Seal Beach, uh, we thought, well, we can't move away if she's going to Long Beach State. And then she decided, I think it was in May, that she was going to Cal State Northridge. And uh, we're up here August 1st. Uh, we're out of here. Had, had got a job and just we all we, we both of us moved up here. Yeah. Great story. I love this story. Yeah. Great story. That's why we're doing this topic. Yeah. Ron, Ron, thank you for sharing. Glad you made the decision, too. So, Steve and Craig and I, were taking a leap of faith that people are going to call in and share their leap of faith stories. But if you want to do it, we need to hear from you now, please. 805-543-8830. Call in, text in. This is a, the leap day of leap year. So we're just wondering if you ever had to take a leap of faith in your life. Just, you were going in one path and you had to just change. And we're not going to do this show for another four years. We're not going to do it for, it could be another eight years. <laughs> we may have to, we may have to put this in the time capsule. <laughs> uh, you know, I saw something on Facebook today where someone said, if you post something today, remember your memory won't show up for, you know, for four years. Mm-hmm. No one's leaping to the phones. Yeah, well. Oh, well. We're still here. Here we are. We're still here, are we, Craig? Yes. Definitely here. The phone's working? No. No. Mm-hmm. Nothing on the... I told you, Steve called me up this morning, so I have this great idea. <laughs> Let's talk about leap year. I said, eh, it won't fly. No, he said, Dave, trust me. Take a leap of faith. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah, it was my idea. You can blame me. It's okay. No, no, it was my no, idea. No, hey. I, I'm, I'm enjoying... still going to be your friend. I'm still going to be your friend. I'm enjoying the conversation. And I, know... I always get a chance to see you for, for an hour. Well, you're the busy guy. Yeah. You got to wait in line to see Steve Weiss. All right, here's Greg. He's with us. Hey, Greg. Dave, you're probably getting sick of hearing my voice, huh? No, you're welcome every day. Oh. Hello, Greg. Oh, hey, Steve. So I just tuned in, and it's funny because I just told this story to a fellow realtor a little while ago. And uh, so. 1984, I'm a resident of Newport Beach, California, where I was pretty much born and raised, and I had had it. I was done. I wanted to get the heck out of there, and I put my house on the market for sale, and at the same time, close friends of mine decided to move their business from Newport Beach to San Luis Obispo, the Ernie Ball. Ernie Ball, right. And so I take off from Newport Beach, and I head to Medford, Oregon the Rogue River Valley, where my family all resides. And they've been lobbying to get me up there for a long time. So I begrudgingly, I said goodbye to the Pacific Ocean and headed up to uh, Oregon. And I sold uh, several of the Ball family's homes in Newport and Costa Mesa uh, on the way out as they left Orange County and headed to San Luis. I headed up to Oregon, and after six months up there, it was literally it was January of 1985, I am miserable. I'm a fish out of water. Uh, I'm not happy. I'm in an unhappy marriage situation. So I just decided to give uh, Sterling Ball, the uh, operator of the company at that point, a call just to see how things are going since they moved to San Luis, see how the business was going. And I said, 
so how's it going down there? And he goes, oh, man, it's 70 degrees and the smell of orange blossoms on the air, in the air and all the little poly dollies are running around. And I said, all right, shut up. Um, I'm sitting up there in Oregon freezing to death. It's, you know, 31 <laughs> degrees and gray outside. And I said, so what's the employment scene like? And he goes, oh, he goes, you know, we're finding the laborers okay, but we can't find a sales manager. And I went, oh, how would a real estate jockey work in that position? And he goes, well, you're a drummer, and everybody that's working for the company now is a guitar player. We need a drummer for the house band, so why don't you come down and check it out? So the next day, I was driving down I-5, and three weeks later, I lived in San Luis Obispo. Isn't that a cool story? Isn't that a cool story? That's a leap of faith. That's a total leap of faith. There you go. And no regrets, obviously. Wow. Best thing that ever happened to me. I love it. Great story, Greg. Thank you for sharing. We go to Vita in Los Osos. Hey, Vita. Hi. Hi. Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm the only female calling in, and I think my story is a bit unique because I was a very young woman, and I decided to leave my hometown, Detroit, and for various reasons. And I moved to a city on the East Coast, Hartford, Connecticut. Never been there, knew nothing about that city. But I saw an ad in the newspaper in Detroit. You know, there's no Internet. No, no way to look something up on the web to find out what was this all about. It was a little ad asking if you would like an interesting job where you'd be able to help people. And I had been working in banking and going to school nights, and I really wanted to do something different. And working in a uh, field where I felt like I was you know, going to do some good for people. And it turned out the job went to Hartford, Connecticut, did not know a soul. And it turned out the job was a private mental institution in Hartford, world-renowned. It's called the Institute of Living. There were psychiatrists there from all over the world during their residency. Uh, it was, you know, institutionalized mental health at that time. It was on a 40-acre plot of land in the middle of Hartford. And I was trained to be a psychiatric, well, they call them psychiatric technicians now, but we were not licensed. We were psychiatric aides. And it turned out to be quite an experience. Um, I did meet some really good people there. Uh, I eventually met my husband on Cape Cod when I went to vacation in Cape Cod. But the job led me to decide that I wanted to be a nurse. So that, that was, you know, opened my eyes to that field. And it didn't actually happen for another 20 years. Um, but at any rate, I think I took a major leap of faith because being a young woman, not knowing anyone in a strange city, and going all that way, and then having it turn out to be a very good experience. So, yeah, I, and it did lead, you know, obviously it led to marriage, but it also led to my nursing career later in life, too. What a great leap, Steve. Very nice. That's a, that's a lovely story. And, uh, but when you look back on it, Vita, do you do you wonder? I can't believe I did that. You know, today I well, I don't know. I mean, it depends. Women, I think women today would probably do something like that. But today, you can look everything up on the internet. You can make contact with people. You can find out. I didn't know anything about this facility. I had never heard of it. There were some very well-known, famous people, by the way, housed in uh, cottages on that property. Um, There were three main buildings that had wards, mental health wards. Very fancy, though. 
But then there were cottages all over, and there were some, you know, I think I can say now, the Kennedy's daughter, the Kennedy's oh, sister, yeah. I should say, yeah, yeah, Kennedy's yeah. sister was there at one time, I know that. She'd had a lobotomy. Yep. Anyway, mm. anyway, yes, it turned out to be quite a quite a uh, remarkable experience. That's an experience, indeed. Incredible phone yeah. call, Vita. Thank you very much for sharing. We end with a text from George in Santa Margarita on the Stolberg text line. I have to say that many people who live here took a leap of faith to be here and that the emotional stories may be too great to share. That's a valid point, George. Sure, sure, indeed. We're not not looking for dirty laundry here. No. We're not prying. No, not at all. um, I'm reminded uh, Michelle Dostere, who's a regular contributor to this broadcast and lived in North Dakota, went out one day, and she's my age, and there was two inches of snow. This was in October. She said, that's it, I'm done. And she wanted to move to St. Louis, and she flew to St. Louis and didn't like it. And I suggested a small town in Illinois. She drove out there that day, bought a house. And at her age, she made the move to southern Illinois, and she's just totally happy. As are we. Whenever Steve Weiss is in the building, he gets 20 seconds for a final thought. That long? Yep. Well, as always, thank you for including me in your show, David. It's always a pleasure to be here and being part of the KBEC family. You are. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, That was was a leap of faith in itself. Yeah, it was. That's another show. (laughs) What's your website? Uh, Coastandcountybrokers.com. All right, sir. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. Happy birthday. Hey, thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. All right, off we go. News, traffic, weather. We got some teachers in the house. They're going to join us next. What about cursive writing? Do we continue to teach it or do we phase it out? We'll hear from them. We'll hear from you. It's hometown. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.